We are gathered here today to remember the life of NXT. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, NXT 2.0 sucks. It's Thursday night and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling episode 352 aka the Cap and Mo Show. Cap Mo Show, Jesus Christ, we're gonna burn the crap out of NXT. Oh yeah. Fucking shit. I mean, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, that, That'll lead me to my first question in a little bit, but so... Uh, this is your captain speaking, along with LFA Moses Marquez. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Uh, so, obviously, this week, uh, we're reacting to War Games. Um, also, WWE dropped their balls once again on Liv Morgan. And CM Punk goes right for Long Island's jugular, but we'll get into all that very <laughs> soon. Um, because you know what's first? It's This Week in Wrestling History. December 3rd, 1991, Hulk Hogan regained the WWE Championship from The Undertaker at Tuesday in Texas. Hogan was then stripped of the title the following day, and it aired on the 7th. Uh, it was stripped due, due to the controversy of how Hogan regained it, and to the controversy of how Taker won in the Survivor Series, he was stripped of the title, and then later on, Ric Flair won it at the Rumble. Um, what the fuck? All right, I guess. Yeah, a, a glorified house show, I guess. Well, that's all in and out. Or in your houses were, so... Yeah. Um, the f- also on the 3rd of December in 2006, I'm very, very sorry to remind you all of this. WWE, ECW, December to dismember. Ah, you son of a bitch. Moving on. <laughs> also on December 3rd, 2016, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Samoa Joe on a special episode of NXT in Osaka to become the second two-time NXT champion. Good show, good match. <clears throat> Excellent times. The the golden age of the black and gold brand. Oh, yeah, where it's like they couldn't do wrong. We, we swear they couldn't do wrong. No, and they didn't. <laughs> they almost never did, no. They were smart about a lot of stuff, and oh god! The and now we're here. Uh, you right. <laughs> December fourth, twenty sixteen, at TLC, the Wyatt families Bray and Randy Orton defeated Heath Slater and Rhino for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and Alexa Bliss defeated Becky Lynch in a tables match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't remember none of that shit, but right. No, I kind of remember the main event: AJ defending the WWE title against Ambrose. But uh, I don't really remember the pay-per-view. Um, I remember Bray and Randy winning the tag titles, actually, because they freebirded it with uh, Luke, Luke Luke Harper, Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. I remember, vaguely remember, uh, Randy's run in the in, with the Wyatt, so. Yeah, all, all part of the plan. Uh, sure. December 5th, 2004. On my 14th birthday, the event that made me a TNA fan was Turning Point, main evented by one of the greatest steel cage matches of all time as AMW defeated Triple X with Elix Skipper walking the top of the cage. What the fuck? All right. Hey, I mean, hey, I'm going to tell you this right now. I've been seeing random Joe clips, and I'm like, I need to start going back and watch old school TNA. Oh, you ain't seen the Skipper cage walk? No. So literally, 
um, I think it was down, um, uh, Chris Harris just literally sat on top of the cage facing the ring. Elix Skipper walks from one corner to the other and then Hurricane ran his ass off the top of the cage into the ring. Oh! Fuck. <laughs> oh, boy. boy. <clears throat> Absolutely I'm just, I'm just nuts. envisioning that in my head. And they didn't even have, like, girders on top of the cage. It was literally just the thin cage. And he, and he managed to walk across the whole side. Crazy McBasket. <laughs> And that was only one of the spots in that match. It was crazy. <clears throat> and December 6, 2004, in WWE's iconic first ever women's main event, Lita defeated Trish for the Women's Championship on Raw. The same night, Triple H was forced to vacate the World Heavyweight Championship after a controversial triple threat match with Chris Benoit and Edge. The title was later reclaimed by Triple H, of course, at New Year's Revolution. And Edge? What the fuck? All right. I mean... I don't remember that match either. <laughs> yeah, me, I'm about to say. I don't even remember Triple H so. um, vacating the title. I remember him winning it in the chamber match, but I don't remember him vacating the title. I don't remember none of any of that shit. Just, just like 2003, 2004, Triple H was always world heavyweight champion, whatever. Yeah, that part I remember. Yeah. I walk around <laughs> with the big gold belt all the time. I'm like, bro, can you let anybody else know? Okay. <laughs> My belt. This is mine. Um, love this moment. December 7th, 1997, after being ordered to defend the <clears throat> Intercontinental Championship by Vince McMahon, Stone Cold handed the title to The Rock before dropping him with a stunner, and the following week throws the belt into the, uh, let me fucking get this right, Piscataqua River. I beg your who wedding? Yeah, exactly. The, the, the Piscataqua River. Sure, okay. But he That's threw right, the belt yeah. into a pissy river. In the pissy river, you got it, pal. <laughs> Uh, I'm guessing that's maybe yeah. Is it that when they changed to the the thin intercontinental title, or did they bring back that classic design a little bit? Because that would be a good way to bring in a new design. They guys throw the old one in the river. What what belt was it? That the one yeah, they threw think, into the river. The Rock had the he had the one that they have or not the one they have. I was gonna say the one they have now, but yeah, the one like the Miz had brought back, like the big one, the one that like Warrior had won. Yeah. They got rid of that one and then brought up the uh, the oval shape. Yeah, is that, is that when it happened, when they brought in the oval shape? Because that would be yeah, a perfect way to do it. I believe that's exactly <clears throat> how they did it. Yeah, it, it rings a bell, Triple H and Rock feuding over the oval title. It does, and they, a lot of people don't remember that. They don't remember the IC title feud. Oh, that was so classic. It's like, it was, I mean, especially promo-wise... But I mean, it, it, when most people, at least I'm, at least from my experience of talking to them, when you bring up a conversation of Rock and Austin, the immediate thing they go to is the is WrestleMania. Yeah. Where they had the whole killer intro, uh, the whole killer video package with fucking Limp Biscuit in the background, and all that shiz. Yeah, well, it it, it kind of felt like Austin didn't have the time to <laughs> feud with the Rock. So, yeah, you can have the IC title. I don't give a shit. I'm going after the, the WWE title. Right, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, okay, this, um, today in wrestling history, there's a lot of big title changes, so I'm just going to run through them. Uh, 1975, Jack Briscoe defeats Giant Baba for the NWA world title. 2001, Chris Jericho defeats The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night to become the WCW champion and the first ever undisputed champion at Vengeance. Happy that's, Sports Arena. that's 20 years old today. God damn. 
Um, 2003, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Hiroshi Tanzan to win his first IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Just before my time, but good stuff. Yeah, at Battle Final. Uh, 2017, at Cage of Death, Nick Aldis defeated Tim Storm to win his first NWA world title. And 2018, Kota Ibushi defeated Hiroki Goto for the Never Openweight Championship. Oh, yeah. A lot of title changes on today in history. And not many birthdays either, so December 3rd, Super Crazy, turned 48. Um, Apparently, I share my birthday with Larry Zabisco, who turned 70 this year on December 5th. On the 7th, John Moxley turned 36. Hope to see him back very soon. Uh, Reno Scum's Lust of the Legend was 40. Sunny turned 49. I'm sure she did some kind of discount on Skype. <laughs> on December 8th. I'm sure oh, of it. Also on December 7th, uh, classic Max fans will appreciate this. It was the birthday of Mr. Fucking Hughes, who turned 57. Nice. <laughs> On December 8th, Jimmy Rave turned 49, and I hope he had a great birthday because he's had a year from hell. Um, mm-hmm. Fucking heartbreaking seeing him. Uh, also today, happy 53rd birthday to Kurt Angle. Yeah. Nice. All right. Now, first question. Did you watch War Games? Okay, so I watched it after it aired, okay? So I yeah. it was Sunday... I think I was uh, I was riding the football high, and on top of that, I really had gotten into doing some other work. I'll be tr- truthful with you, and then I was like, okay, well, you know, the boys watched it. Rob's even telling me to check it out, so I'm like, let me go check this thing out. And <clears throat> so it opened with like the women's war games match, and I was like, this went way too long. I mean, like. I think it was like 30 minutes or just about 30. No, I think it went over 30 minutes. And I was like, dude, you could have cut that fucking match straight in half. I, mm-hmm. It felt so weird. Um, I don't really get. I mean, I get why the baby faces won. But I mean, I mean, that is the point of uh, of war games. You know, what I mean, the baby faces are meant to normally go over. You know what I'm saying? But like they don't do it the right way. So I don't want to give them no motherfucking credit. So, I mean, it just, let's see, uh, I didn't mind Cameron Grimes. Actually, you know what? Duke Hudson and Cameron Grimes was actually pretty good. Um, I mean, the guy followed everything Cameron Grimes told him. That's what exactly I'm going off of. I'm giving <laughs> him no more credit than that. Um, I do not understand how people, uh, by people I mean these fucking NXT marks, um, or paid marks, if you will, how they fucking love um, Imperium so much. They've been around for fucking ever. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I get how that was supposed to go. That was meant to, you know what I mean? I, I set up the fucking gimmicks and whatever. Yeah. But I mean, like, that was kind of like a dumb match to begin with. I was more like, oh, you should just keep it on fucking uh, MSK, but, you know, they don't listen to their fucking fans. So who gives a rat's ass? Uh, what, what the fuck else is on that guy? Uh, the Men's War Games match was fine i wouldn't want to say fine um i enjoyed it i had fun um you know what i mean it was it was uh god i don't want to say a drag but it's like going into this thing the dynamic was is the fucking heels are the young kids and and then they fucking won and it was like what 
So when yeah. like I've been seeing all over the internet was this is called passing the torch. I'm like, no, 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 no. Passing the torch is like, you know, putting guys over and doing this and that. I said, passing the torch is is having Braun win the first time he went against Ciampa. You know what I mean? Having this feud between fucking Kyle and, and fucking Giant Edge. I really hate saying his name. You know, happened a lot fucking sooner. But all this shit, it just... Some of it was fun. Um, the action, the action was good. That's the that's that's what I want to fucking say. The action was good, but mm-hmm. the the logic, the logic and the storytelling. Yeah, I mean, we we, sh- we should have known oh. all along, like when we were predicting it, that they were just gonna. I don't want. I hate using the B word, but bury the old guys and push in this new young era of green shit. That's what I said, baby. Out with the old, in with the new. Well, out with the old, in with the green. Um, I mean, like, yeah. Fuck for crying out loud, Tony D'Angelo, brother man. <laughs> why are you here? Why are you on my television? Because that's what I don't fucking understand. You are. He's fucking. He's terrible. He's ter- he's literally greener than you shit. He this. I, I haven't seen anybody so green get so much scream time on, on NXT. I think the last time, who was? Oh my god! It, it had to be like when like Seth and Big E were on NXT. I really can't even think of of anybody in the prime of NXT that was so fucking green that got so much screen time. Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Lars Sullivan. I, 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 uh, yeah, I had to dig into the depths for that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, people remember Lars Sullivan. Um, I, I haven't seen if any. They do. I'm surprised. I haven't seen any of Tony D'Angelo in the ring. Um, but th- this is my point. I'm all for putting young talent over, but you, you do it gradually. Don't just like shove them down their throats. Because who the hell is mainstream people going to tune in to see? Champer and Gargano or Tony D'Angelo? Who the fuck is that? Well, it's not even, you know what? It's not even a matter of shoving it down the throat. It's do it right. Yeah. Do it the right way. I mean, this was, as like I said, as simple as can be. It was out with the old, in with the new. I mean, they obviously set up for the ultimate passing of the, uh, this should be passing of the torch-ish. Knowing Ciampa, he'll put on a fucking banger with this kid. But, I mean, it's like, personally, as a guy that lives for storytelling, especially being an AEW fan, New Japan, blah, 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 the whole nine, this is like, it, it should have, it should have been had, it, the conclusion should have happened sooner. You know what I mean? Even if they ended up just having a rematch, be like, oh, well, you beat me, well, you can't beat me in a, you know, two out of three falls or whatever. <laughs> the point of the matter was, is like that passing <laughs> of the torch would have already started. And then it's like, okay, cool. Then you go into war games, and then it's, you know, fucking the, uh, let's see, who, what was the other, give me some other fucking winners of the thing. Okay, so you had the new oh, guys we. winning NXT. The, so again, and then on top of the fucking, so Joe Gacy, so Roddy's not going nowhere. That's what you're telling me. Roddy's going nowheres, eh? Nowheres. Because fucking Joe Gacy then would have won, right? Harlan, or unless Harlan's going to win this belt and, now, I didn't finish NXT and highlights suck. Somebody is fucking telling me that this thing is an open weight championship. 
all of a sudden, right? I don't know what's going on. What is it? X, X division? I don't know. I guess this that way. It's so fucking Harlan can go for it. I am literally scouring the internet right now looking for it, but this is what I'm hearing from like people, and it makes no sense to me. I I, I heard rumors they were dropping the cruiserweight title. That's what I'm hearing too. So that's, I mean, I guess drop that, bring in a new title where it's basically a, a lower mid card. For show, I don't fucking know. I really, I, I don't like this show. No, I don't uh, like this. It feels so bad. Um, I mean, like I said, I I enjoyed the action of War Games. The storytelling was whatever, and then because again having to do Mahilites, um, NXT the show as a show was as fucking God I hate to say it like this I apologize in advance it's like white people cooking it's just not seasoned enough you know what I'm saying there's no flavor Trav is kicking stuff right now I'll show you flavor <laughs> yeah me too. I know, I believe it, but I'm just, it's, it's a, I'll use the stereotype for the, the Californians yeah. out there that we'll, are listening. It's just, we'll, I mean, we'll they even it. started with the fucking cage match on NXT for fuck's sake. And it was, I mean, God bless, God bless Roddy. Or, I mean, I mean, Kyle, God bless Kyle. Jesus Christ. You have to try hard for with this fucking guy. I cannot stand this giant edge. Fuck. I mean, yeah, he looks good. He moves. Does he? Like, like a fucking well-oiled robot. That's how he moves. I'll give him a little bit of credit. He's well-oiled, but he is just—he is no good. And he's supposed to be a giant monster. I think. I don't know. I see. That's the problem. I don't know. The, <laughs> I don't get this show. This this is the problem. It, the skill don't mean shit. He's seven foot. Okay, give give me give him a job. Seven foot, my ass. He's probably like six six. Fuck out of here. <laughs> seven foot. Yeah, but WWE will bill him as seven foot. Oh, don't pull, give me that shit. Where's fucking Damien? Well, no, that's right. Damien Priest is on the main. Fuck. They'll they'll stand there on a phone book backstage for interviews. Yeah, yeah, do that. You get a little taller, yeah. Bell. Or you're gonna have the fucking dude just slouch down some more. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking god! What goddamn uh, <laughs> fucking dude was it? He would do like this power stance every time. Yeah. Every time he cut an interview. Uh, was it Tom Phillips? I don't know. Maybe. I, th- I think so. Probably yeah. somebody that's not employed there anymore. Oh, the, well, the Irish guy. He probably does it. That sounds about right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, honestly, I I didn't watch War Games. I was gonna. Um. I got like 10 minutes into the women's cage match live and thought, ah, I, I, oh, I gotta go to bed. So I intended to watch it the next morning, but obviously I had to put the results up for the predictions title, so I had to see the results before I watched it. Saw the results, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, um, I mean... Yeah. I, I wasn't really pissed off about the women's result, but it didn't make sense to me because Toxic Attraction around one hell of a momentum rush and you just killed it. Well, you didn't kill it, but you you stopped it. Yeah, you did not. You did not help it. That's for goddamn sure. No, 
uh, and and Dakota takes another loss. Yeah, that Shakar. again also doesn't fucking help, and uh, they know this shit. I did hear about a nasty bump with Cora Jade. That, uh, uh, when she landed on her arm, arm and um, I guess she dislocated her shoulder or something, and apparently Io Shirai popped it back into place for her. What the fuck? Was I not paying attention? That had to be some <laughs> shit that I didn't see. Because, I mean, I I was cooking during the first part of the fucking show. Uh, and I, seasoning. Seasoning, yeah, you got it, baby. I mean, <laughs> all of my shits and, you know, that that's what I was told anyway by the lawyer. Oh, that guy. That yeah. Guy. Uh yeah, she she injured her arm at some point. I mean, hell. That's banana. We gotta look this up now. Broke ass arm NXT, gotcha. Yeah, literally like somebody tweeted, I don't know what was louder, the sound of Cora Jade arm popping back in place or her scream afterwards. Yo, what? I need to fucking look this shit the fuck up. Like the video. Yeah, God yeah, we, 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 we said this, Dick. I want to see the video. I know, yeah, it's <laughs> terrible, but hey. Show me the gruesome injury, please. Hey. <laughs> I mean, yep, let me see this thing go kapow one time. Uh, I, I don't know, I have to check it. I have to find shit later. I can't yeah. find shiz on a biz. Maybe this is what we get for don't want, not watching matches back. Eh, well. Maybe if just, you booked them better. I paid attention to what I gave a shit about, all right? Yeah, so main main event results, I can only compare it to, like, um, Power Rangers Dino Fury beat the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Get the fuck out of here. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Original is superior. Shut the fuck up. Always. <laughs> but, um, so, looks as if Gargano's done. Um, that's well, been the fucking debate all week, man. At, at least he's taking time off. But uh, as far as Kyle O'Reilly goes, he's he had no reason to sort of say farewell unless he is leaving. I think he's done. Vince is not that big a fan of him. No, nah, he ain't done it, shit solo. Yeah, and he's not gonna. And the cool Kyle thing is not gonna do Jack Ball's ass anything. No. in fucking in the main. So yeah, I think he's gone. I'm I was under the impression that him and Roddy would be gone, but I like I said, from the looks of it, Roddy's going nowhere. I mean, they don't mind him, probably because he's like the fucking best worker they have in NXT. And then my guess with Johnny is he's either gonna get a main roster run or he's gonna be a coach. I don't think he's leaving. Something tells me he's not leaving. I would hope he would leave. You know what I mean? I would love for him to jam and actually go do what he wants to do. But I think, in all reality, he'll stay. And and the crazy thing is his wife will leave. Yeah. Well, she's already debuted on an AEW, right? Uh, who's uh? Oh, wait, I'm, oh, I'm thinking. Yeah, I got confused. Um, Marina, wife? yeah, Marina Shafir's debut. No, that was the thing, Marina. That's what I was driving at, though. I mean, that was the other thing. Is Marina showing up in AEW? Uh, I think she did Elevation or Dark, one of the two. Yeah. And I mean, that's fucking cool. Good for her. I didn't really see the match or nothing, but I mean, I, uh, that was. But I mean, I'm more talking of a uh, Candice. 
yeah. when she comes back from you know her maternity leave, I really don't think she'll hang out in NXT. I think she'll go jam and you know she'll probably go to AEW. <laughs> That'll be terrible. Your husband's a coach in NXT and you work for AEW. Right. <laughs> oh well, fuck it. I mean, I, I mean, because like I said, I don't. I would again. These are the four. I, all four of those guys could leave and go right to NXT and girls and guy, you know. I mean, whatever. And it would, they would fit in perfectly. Now they wouldn't have to be main stars either. I mean, you can put DIY back together if you want to, and then re-split them up. That's awesome. You know, uh, Roddy immediately gets suckered into the whole fucking, um, you know, super elite. The super click, whatever they restart Mount Rushmore when fucking goddamn uh, uh, Kevin Owens shows up, and you know he will. I mean, it's <laughs> possibilities. Like, it, 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 I hate that it's like, and fuck, this brings me to another thing that people are starting to get at, and it's starting to make me mad because I don't want to be the fucking WWE people. Okay, being a, being such a big fan of AEW, the AEW diehard, if you will. I don't want to be the WWE dork. And that is referring to AEW guys going to WWE. No, don't do that. We're not going to label them. These are professional wrestlers going to WWE. Do not label them as AEW guys. Yes, they were made and created and we got one not pause. They were made way bigger stars thanks to AEW. Yeah. Does not make them AEW guys. Just like nobody that came from WWE to AEW is a WWE guy. They wrestled before WWE. They wrestled. Exactly. They worked for this company. Now they work for this company. And, I mean, the whole thing started because people are like, well, what if MJF really were to leave? First off, I don't think he would. I don't. He wouldn't really work in WWE as much as we think. There's a oh. possibility of it. They, they he would, would rub somebody the wrong way. Off. Yeah, it would, it would do him no, it would do him no justice. And it's like, you know, if he were to if he were to go, well, that's the thing. He, I, I can't really bring myself to say it like that because he wouldn't. He wouldn't. No. Admit, like I'm telling you, he would rub somebody the wrong way, and they would want him to kick him out. Yeah, MJF in WWE would have to be neutered. <sighs> I mean, it's just it's it's bananas. Stop it! Stop putting labels on motherfucking guys. <laughs> It's a fucking dreamland for guys to work. That's what WWE is. Just, okay, he's going to go chase his dream. And when he goes and they fuck him over and they make him look like a dork, a.k.a. Keith Lee, and he goes back to the indies and he's fucking saved, oh, well. Go make your money, though, and have fun. Yeah, MJF We'll seems, see you in four years. He seems like somebody who's got his head screwed on. Mm-hmm. Agreed on that one. So... I don't think we're there's like enough outrage to go around. So uh, joining us now for the first time since announcing announcing his stepping awayness is the podcast machine, Mike Larkin. Welcome. Hey, happy to be back, man. The three of us doing the damn thing. I had to hop on, man. We had a weekend of NXT War Games, the Takeover, and a lot of stuff going on the weekend wrestling. I will say this: I didn't hate War Games. I actually thought it was a very good show. Uh, I know I've been one who's been very pessimistic about it as much as you guys have, but the optimistic part about it is my dad was into it, so I watched the go-home for it. Didn't hate it. I thought Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai had a great ladder match. So did Braun Breaker and Johnny Gargano. Then we get into War Games. 
Every match had a great story to it. With I know you talked about Duke Hudson, the gambling geek, as you would call him, oh, the poker, and uh, Trevor Lee there, old Cameron Grimes. I mean, it reminded me of the Kurt Angle Edge reminiscence of Judgment Day 2002 with that closing there and how he got to shave his head. Well, some of his head. Uh, the War Games matches I didn't hate. They made Cora Jade. They made Waller. They made Braun Breaker. It gives him the, you know, the, excuse me, the rubber match there. I'll give so- you the Waller thing. Yeah, like, he looked really good. <laughs> yeah. No, but hold on. Hold, hold on. I get Okay. When I see this guy, I swear to God, like the first two times I seen this this uh, Grayson Waller kid, I was yeah. like, "Bro, you first off, you you're dressing like Jack Evans, or at least as far <laughs> as like clothes wise." But then I was like, "What are you fucking like Glacier's son or whatever? Like come out here in a mask one time? Like I don't know. He just his style really threw me off. But his he he really got um I guess what's the fucking word I want to uh, properly used? I guess is a, is a fun term." Uh, in the War Games match, he he showed me that he can do, I guess, the fun stuff, the fun, flippy, cool stuff from high risk and shit. So, I mean, he impressed. Now, I don't fucking, if you say a goddamn positive thing about Tony D'Angelo, I swear to God, I'll go to fucking New York or wherever the fuck right now. Because that guy is just the hottest of the garbage. <laughs> Hold on, man. You mean he's directing traffic like he's the mob? Tony D'Angelo, a bunch of stunads, huh? My grandmother used to call me a stunad, God rest his soul. Nobly Don from Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, man. That's how it was. That means you're stupid, you're confused. A bunch of stunads, huh? Huh? Faison, but no. Well, he, I didn't hate him as much, man. I thought the crowbar with the neckbreaker that he did off the top with uh, Pete Dunne was kind of innovative and unique. Uh, I mean, it's the character, man. And here's the thing. I know Tony Kirkendall and a lot of you guys have been talking about it. With the way the brand is now, you don't even know half of who the hell these guys are. So the way they are, it reminds me of... So they're not focusing on Adam Cole and guys like Keith Lee. You know, you brought these guys in from the indies and that NXT. The black and gold that we all know. This is more like... Okay, we have OVW, we have the farm system that was in the early 2000s, you know, dangerous to any Davis, Jim Cornette. Here's an unknown, unknown guy, John Cena. Here's Randy Orton. Here's Batista. Here's Shelton. Here's Brock. Here's Rico Constantino. Here's the guys that would be in the Spirit Squad. Here's Muhammad Hassan, who was Mark Magnus. They're going back to, we're going to develop these stars. And that's just like, you don't know who they are, but you're going to know who they are. So they're preparing for the future as much as we may not like it. I understand what they're doing. It's not the third brand anymore. It's the developmental brand. And now we have guys like Grayson Breaker. Go ahead, I'm sorry. But this is what killed ECW. You're using an established name as a banner for these people that nobody knows who the fuck they are to prepare them for the main roster. It's what they're doing now, man, with Vince and Bruce. Like, I understand the process, and I mean, some would say trust the process as it's known, but I mean... Let's just see how it goes. I'm I'm saying give it a chance for those who haven't seen it, but for those who have seen it, there's a variety of everything in professional wrestling nowadays, which I'm going to say right now, man, we have AEW, we have WWE, we have Impact, we have a lot of stuff. Hell, we have some of what's left of Ring of Honor with Final Battle coming up this weekend, and how apropos is that name? My goodness gracious. But yo, man. We got, uh, we got NWA in front of 90 people. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, dude. Just... It is it is what it is. I didn't hate War Games. I was actually talking with Robert Davis about this. He enjoyed the whole show because he thought every match served its purpose. But, yeah, no, it's it's not something for everybody that doesn't like the fact that we had, like, these guys that came in the black and gold and we focused on, hey, we're from the Indies, boom. Now it's, okay, we have all these homegrown talent, and we're going to make it. A lot of people don't like it, and I can see why they don't like it. But for those who haven't seen it, give it a chance. There is some st- still some good wrestling stuff. And then there is the vignettes, like, Riddle being the shaman with MSK. Oh, that was that was the best part of NXT this oh, week. I'll tell you that. That room got was, smoky as fuck. Yes, it was. It was great. It's, 
So Matt Riddle playing the role of Trey Miguel like we had in the Rascals, you know? Yeah. It's fine with me, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Toxic Attraction, I will say this. Mandy Rose, Corey Jade, and all of them did their thing in the War Games. I did. I, that is another one of the part of NXT that I love, and we've talked about this. The Toxic Attraction really makes it, and Mandy Rose is doing some of her best work, helping out these young girls and doing the damn thing. And besides, she's not bad to look at now in this brunette-style hair, and her overall look is amazing. But yeah, no, with NXT as well, Braun Breaker, you may hate the name, but I got to say, Rick Steiner's son is going to be awesome and i look forward to him and champa again i know you're not a fan of von wagner mo but i didn't hate the match with imperium i thought they they told a good story oh no fucking imperium is fantastic yeah von wagner i know you're not a fan of giant but, edge. uh giant edge i cannot this guy fucking gigantic butt machine he is i tell <laughs> you what I got to say, though, with him and Kyle, and I did see the cage match, I didn't hate it. You know what I'm saying? I under, Again, I understand what they're doing. but still, I don't care anybody. True that, man. True that. <laughs> true that. But, yeah, uh, Andre Chase, I will agree with you, though, because I have been hearing the show in the last couple weeks. Andre Chase is kind of met with me. I'm kind of hanging up. This guy and his education. Oh, he the geek of the week. Oh, he has he's been. The he's got a damn fucking in the fucking running with Nick Patrick geek of the fucking year. I I've only seen him like three times. Uh, like I said, there's not a lot of bad talents there, but it's just like it's Vincent Bruce. You know what I'm saying? It's it's Vincent Bruce now. What what the problem now? From an out, I guess the uh, the outside looking in, if you will. Yeah. The yeah. way I see it is, it's you took what NXT was starting out, starting out as in yes, as the back black and yellow brown actually NXT on the fucking was it not. On the WWE Network or whatever, prior to yeah. their or after their bullshit, you know, fucking carny games, nonsensory. <laughs> yes. So you get old school NXT, aka a bunch of dudes, super green, we're kind of working the main style, blah, 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 blah. Minus the uh, main roster inserts. But the fucking, they're turning it into the 90s at the same time by giving so many fucking character people. You fucking Tony D'Angelo, character fucker. Um, fucking Legato at this point, he's a character fucker. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it, this is what it is. But what's the fucking martial arts dude that was fucking singing goddamn Shawn Michaels theme a couple weeks ago? He's a fucking gimmick. You know what I mean? It's, we're back to the 90s, brother. The gimmicks we're talking, you know, fucking son of a bitch. Where, where's fucking Mang at? You know what I mean? It's that fucking Rimbro man. Well, that too. Well, well, look at Nick Khan in that interview we did here with Ariel Hawani. He's talking about, you know, well, we had this Las Vegas camp with they were at and the whole fact that he's talking about, we you know, we're preparing for the future. If they don't fit for us, then, you know, pretty much he gave the businessman attitude. But at the same time, it's like, how do you not see someone who can move the needle like a Keith Lee? How can you not see someone who can't move the needle like an Aleister Black or Bray Wyatt who's selling you a buttload of merchandise? So you can understand how Nick Khan's coming from because that's kind of a lot of the seeds of what we're seeing in NXT 2.0. So... But at the same time, it's like, man, you're getting rid of all these people and you don't want to focus on the past. Hence, Bill Goldberg in the summer of Land. But still, you oh. can understand what you're saying, but still, it's just black. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Even more than that, now we got uh, WWE nil. Ne next in line, next in line to get fired. All these athletes and everything that are now becoming wrestlers, which, you know, has always been a thing in wrestling, but now they're literally focusing this whole show group whatever the hell it is around just hiring athletes from athlete. no not just former running. athletes how good do you look yeah huh. that's what? why Let me see your six edge pack. is in the ring 
because he's big and he looks good. I kind of get it. I mean, they've had some success very recently with Bianca Belair, hell of an athlete. Um, I don't believe she wrestled for very long before she came to WWE. But she was hugely successful in athletics. And that's the thing, too, as well, because, I mean, you see all these people with the athletics and stuff, and you talk about the ages as well. Like, they don't want to hire anybody, like, you know, mid-20s, early 30s. Lady Frost actually recently did an interview with Fightful, who was now an Impact doing her thing with the knockouts. Like, when she did the tryout, and I think she had a match with Asuka on Raw, if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, they thought I was too old. And she's like, I'm in my early 30s. And she's like, I get it, but still, it's like... You're in your mid early mid thirties, but look at it from an age standpoint. Of Big E is thirty five, Bobby Lashley, your former champion, is forty five, who was feuding with Bill Goldberg, who's fifty four. So it's like there's a lot of double standards there too, as well, from men and women in the ageism type type of thing. It just ageism in general. They want to focus on the mid twenties now. That's why we got Braun Breaker, who, which again, name sucks, but Rick Steiner is an amazing talent. Just it. He he's not as green as the others because they've invested time in him before mm. they pushed him to this like spotlight. But he's doing it for a year, man, a year. But then the genetics are there though, so that also helps. Well, I mean, fucking if you listen to any of the interviews Braun's given, I think he did one recently where people were saying like, "Hey, dude, you have a lot of you, you have a lot of Bill Goldberg influence." He's like, "Well, yeah, the guy was around in my fucking house like every fucking weekend, hanging uh-huh. out with my dad and uncle." You know, that's, and when you when you're fucking when now that's the thing that I've always dreamed of, and thank God it's finally come to fruition. Is what the hell would the offspring of the Steiners look like in modern day professional wrestling? And the kid, he he has it. He literally has it. I've been saying that for weeks. He is. That's why I get so angry at this whole thing. That if you would have been a part of the call earlier, what I was saying about the whole. Like I said, the action of war games was good. It's the storytelling that makes me mad because it's like you could have literally had Braun win the title when he first went up against Ciampa. Boom, clean slate. This is the start now of the takeover of NXT 2.0. And then you go into war games and then clean sweep. You know what I mean? Whatever, like Cameron Grimes, say Cameron Grimes has to lose now. I mean, I kind of don't like that outlook or whatever. You could probably get away with that one. But you know what I mean? The whole point would be like, you know, Imperium wins. They do the thing with Kyle and Giant Edge and then the fucking War Games match and it ends just the way it ends. And then it's an actual sweep. You know, now NXT 2.0 is taking over. They're also not going into the thing looking like fucking bad guys. The fucking old guys were way more over than anybody like and then the fucking young guys. And that's the whole point of the thing. It's meant for the young guys to get over. Well, also, the war games feel like this time around is just like for the sake of having war games, meaning it's like, okay, we're going to have the new guys against the old guys. You know, here's the battle of like brand supremacy, the old generation versus the new guard. And it's just like, you know, it's just so it kind of just felt like it's something to be there. You know what I'm saying? It didn't have that special feel of a war games like we've seen in past war games. War games has not felt the same in fucking God. I can't even tell you the last time war games felt the same. It kills me. Because they all wait until everybody gets into the fucking ring, and then they stop and they separate rings. You, you ready to go over there and whip some more ass? We've been fucking whooping ass for 25 minutes. You ready to do it again? I guess so. Hey, and It just kind of takes away from the thing. But, I mean, you got to drag the show out. It's meant for the thing. Entertainment. I get it. Hey, Lethal Lockdown did it, too. Okay, Jeff, swing from the cage and dive down with the trash can, man. Or just swing on top of the ladder on top of the friggin' Lethal Lockdown, man. So we had that, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. 
No. Did you guys also? No. <laughs> Did you guys also talk about the story with Corey Graves? No. Uh, wait a minute. What story? What the fuck is going on with Corey Graves? All right, hold on. Let me get it back up. So Alyssa Marino. Did Carmella pee on him again. <laughs> what in the shit? <laughs> so Alyssa Marino, who was the, he was a former. Oh. Um, I saw yeah. something, but I don't know what the hell it's about. Go ahead. So she can, she um, pretty much accused Corey Graves of being a sexist. So here we go. She had tweeted. When an announced team can't focus on a match and is constantly commenting on the physical appearance of competitors, especially when it's women in the ring, it's time to find professional broadcasters who can tell the story without being distracted by the athletes. Mm -hmm. Which Corey Graves replied, Well then, I suggest you find a different field than sports entertainment. If you can't differentiate between a TV character and an actual journalist, then I don't trust anything you have to say. Good luck. And pretty much he was referring to that, and it's like Corey Graves is talking about Carmella, who he's with so it goes with the story of her being the most beautiful woman in the world so it's just yeah she she went on the whole like he's being sexist the whole nine thing well how come nobody points this shit out to vince like this it's him too you know he's like a guy that's out there telling what to say god damn it yeah then she also went on to say i don't often share my takes on things but i work hard to prepare myself as a broadcaster i've studied how great commentary teams can elevate matches but it's really grating to hear announcers get lost in how it they think competitors are in the midst of a match. I'm, I'm going to say something, and it's probably going to sound sexist in this context, but it's not. When I saw her name and her face, I had no idea who she was. I don't remember her in NXT. <sighs> she was very briefly, Daz. It wasn't oh, there you go, run. then. Okay. She left, yeah. Very then, briefly. Very briefly, yes. And Corey Graves also said... Uh, respond. Oh, so this other guy, Norman, chimed in and pretty much said, responding to criticism regarding how you talk about women by telling a woman that she's in the wrong line of work possibly isn't a good move, but you do you. And Corey Graves wrote back, responding to criticism about how I speak on TV about a character portrayed by my actual fiance trumps any of your woke bullshit, but you do you. You're welcome for the virtue signal boost. So Corey Graves was not having this shit. That's not surprising. He said... You son of a bitch. So, yeah, Corey Graves and Alyssa Marino apparently had a thing, a thing thing about, you know, sexist and how I, how he commentates, baby. Well, that was a, again. He's also a heel commentator, so. I was just kidding. Hello? Have you, has, has she ever heard Jerry Lawler commentate? Puppies, because puppies, fuck puppies. me. Mm-hmm. That's what people were saying. It's like, have you heard Jerry Lawler back in the day when we had puppies and we had the Girls Gone Wild commercials on every commercial break on Monday Night Raw back in 2003? Hello. Right. And WWE did a pay-per-view with Girls Gone Wild where Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler and Nidia, Nidia and Test were all on that pay-per-view. Hello. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, yes, Alyssa Marino had to get all up in her feelings and go after Corey Graves. Eh. <sighs> I mean, she's literally worked in the wrestling business. Surely she knows. I just, I, she got hired in like, I think like early 2020, late 2019, early 2020. But she was on like one of the list of like budget cuts after that too. Because it's like, well, we're not really doing much with her. And we weren't. Like we only saw her for like a cup of coffee. Like just, but she had to take to Twitter and say, Corey Graves. No. Why? And just go at her, man. For no reason. You damn you, Graves. Damn you. It's like with him and Dana Brooke, because he she, remember Dana Brooke. She he said something about Dana Brooke's in ring work, and she went at him, and he's like, "I'm I'm trying to get you over the best that I can," and it was pretty funny. So yeah, it just uh, Twitter beefs, man. Wow. 
uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, I, I saw it's like a thumbnail, but I didn't click on it, so that that's all news to me. <laughs> well, the, but, uh, thing, the big thing, too. So what do you guys think about the Jeff Hardy thing? I think that if it was anybody else, you wouldn't be so quick to judge. You would assume he was injured, but just because it's Jeff Hardy, people think he's fallen off the wagon, when it could just be like a concussion. That pissed me off, like to the, like to no end, because it's like again, like you said, you're wrestling a match, could be concussion, could be stomach, could be something physical. Not everything is. Oh, I'm gonna go right back to doing drugs. Yeah. Oh, he but used to be on meth. He must be on drugs again. Yeah, they sent him home. Why would they send him home though? If, especially if he's hurt. If he's so, that's the thing that gets me. And I'm not. I'm trust me. I'm not trying to be that guy that's like fucking Jeff's off the wagon. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, honestly. None of my fucking business. He's a grown man. Do whatever the fuck you want. But why else would this company send you home? You're really going to tell me that they're up and got a concussion. They're going to send you home? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it is a concussion, but it could have been. Like, there's, there's a lot of things it could have been that it doesn't have to be. Oh, he's on drugs again. I'm not buying it. I don't think it was drugs. I don't know. But that's I don't know. Unfortunately, I have to be one of the realists and immediately go to what what in the fuck would get you in trouble to get you sent home. I mean, the fact that he got sent home isn't strange to me because people get sent home from tours all the time. The thing that's strange to me is that he just left through the crowd and, like, security had to run after him. Did you see Bully Ray talk about it on Busted Open Radio? Uh, Sometimes I try not to pay attention to Bully Ray because he's kind of hit and miss in what he says. Hating my ass, that guy. He was pretty much just talking about, hey, maybe just Jeff wanted to get the hell out of there. You know what I'm saying? And then pretty much he was talking about Jeff wanted to get the hell out of there. And he chimed in about it. Well, let me get the rest of it because it just friggin' popped up on my screen. Hold on. Bully Ray talking about Jeff Hardy. Hold on. Sorry. There he goes. Bully Ray discusses Jeff Hardy being sent home by WWE. So this is what he fully had to say. He started out by saying, listen, complete complete speculation as to why Hardy decided to go home leave. You never know. Life on the road is difficult. I've explained this to you before, Dave, because he was talking to his host. Lots of things could be going on in somebody's personal life. He still was able to get out there, I guess, do the match. And when the match was over or before the match even ended, he just decided to jump over the guardrail and head up through the people. Is that what you're telling me? That means to me that he just wanted to get the hell out of it. He didn't want to deal with anybody in the back. He didn't want to answer any questions. He just wanted to split. So that was pretty much what uh, he had to say. And he wrote, it's a really weird t- turn of events. I hope Jeff is okay. Obviously, now I feel about Jeff as a person in the history that we've had together professionally. So I hope he's okay. I hope his family's okay. And I hope he's in a good headspace. Maybe he just had a bad day and needs to go clear his head a little bit. And that's it. So best wishes to Jeff. That's what Bully Ray had to say. Fair enough. All right, I guess. All right. Um, I mean, Matt commented on it and just said he's okay. It's not my place to talk about it, basically. Yeah. Right, and here's the thing, too. I watched that Broken Skull session with him, and I really enjoyed it because, I mean, you could tell he's a dude that's taking responsibility and that he was in a good headspace doing it, and he was having fun. So, I mean, like I said, the Broken Skull is definitely something to check out. And I got to say, as far as the network, guys, have you guys seen any of the Ruthless Aggression Part 2 narrated by Pat McAfee? I ain't got the network. I have not because I I honestly have not been paying attention. You got to lie. I'll be honest. Well, now that you're telling me it's fucking packed, I gotta check it out now. <laughs> yeah, well, they they talk about OVW. They talk about Shawn Michaels coming back. They did talk about 
some of the gimmicks like Elimination Chamber and the Taboo Tuesday pay-per-views and all that good stuff. So it's 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 a it's a watch. It's a good watch. Um, so while we're on the topic of WWE, um, <clears throat> I mentioned at the start of the show that some of the things we were going to talk about on this episode, and one of them was WWE dropped their balls, not the ball, their balls, once yeah. again on Liv Morgan. Uh, okay. I mean, I get it from, you know, Becky's a heel, she cheats to win, but how many freaking chances have you, like, had to, like, pull the trigger on Liv Morgan now? It, this year alone. So they do the video package, they talk to her mommy, and pretty much it, it's it's on the, almost pretty much the exact day that, or if not the exact day, that Lita and Trish main evented Raw back in 2004, and you have Liv lose. It kind of reminds me of, remember in 2011, Bound for Glory, Desarino, where mm. Bobby Roode, there's talk of Bobby Roode, he's going to go over, they're showing the video packages, they're in his home. Oh man, that pissed me off so much. And Kurt Angle wins, because Hulk Hogan said, brother, not him, Kurt. Kurt's got to get the win. Fucking Hulk Hogan, you son of a bitch. But no, it's one of those things where, like, you had a point to make Robert Ruth. You had the point to have him beat Kurt, but you didn't do that. So you had James Storm beat Kurt, and then James Storm loses to Bobby Roode so he can turn heel. And they should have just had Bobby Roode won, but that's another story for another time. So in this particular situation, you have Becky get the win with, you know, the roll-up, and she's holding the tights. She's holding the rope, much like her victory over Charlotte at Survivor Series. So for me, I'm like, oh, you didn't do it with her. But also, you see her mouth afterwards that this is not over. So they're probably going to have a rematch at day one, and I think you have Liv win it there, so you can have Liv vote for Liv, go for Liv, Liv for champ. Twenty twenty two, you start off with Liv Morgan as the uh, Raw yeah, Women's Champion. I, I'm I'm fully expecting that. I mean, I I know I'm probably like overreacting a little bit, and that's the way we're going. It just seems like, can you stop? <laughs> just do it already. Um, it's a slow build, brother. It's a slow build. I know, but you know WWE fans. They'll turn on Liv if they don't pull that trigger soon enough. It ha- it almost happened with Daniel Bryan. Hey, you know what, man? Sometimes people blow their loads too quickly. It happens. Yeah, particularly WWE. Well, I'm not, you know, proud of it. It happens, though. You don't have to make fun of me. <laughs> it, it, it just happens. Just happens. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like Forrest Gump, man. Whoa, you just stepped in a pile of dog shit. It happens. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Shit. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, um, before we get into AEW, uh, people, we, we we obviously have a guest this week, which means we can do some trivia. And okay. for me, it's a, okay. for me, it's a perfect opportunity to introduce this new round. So um, not so long ago, we did the first ever Ring of Games. The beautiful thing about the Ring of Games is there's so many different games that are available. We only did like, what, 10 rounds? There's so many more we could do. And this is one of them that we didn't do, um, which... I love that he gets so excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm also nervous about this round, and you'll see why in a second. So, <clears throat> um, this is like a trial run for the next time we do the Ring of Games, because the round is called Ring der Spiel. I'm sorry. That's Ring of Games in German, which is a nice clue to what this round is about. I got to ask these questions in a foreign language. What? <laughs> German? But <laughs> you'll you'll recognize like names and stuff, and you just have to figure it out. It will be multiple choice too. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I need my lord. 
My answer is Marcel Bartel <laughs> Nye. Or Doss Wonderkid. Where's Alex right when you need it? There you go. Um, so, first of all, I'll give Mike a choice of two topics. Um, they're both in a different language, and the topic will relate to the question. They're both in a different language. So, <laughs> your two topics are Hom Mort or Naturustakur. I don't know if I want either. Take a wild I mean... guess. <laughs> what was the first one? Uh, Hom Mort. I'll take the one with the H because it's shorter okay. than the one at the end. Well, that's I'll in take French. The one with the H because it's shorter. I like that. That one's in French, and French people are probably going to be so insulted by my pronunciation of that. That was yeah, French so for dead it. man. Um, oh, the, oh, oh, Phoenix would be so mad right now. <laughs> so, oh man, if Phoenix was here and he'd have gone for the of one, that would have been amazing. So, it would have been amazing. Uh, Mike, your question is in French. Okay. I don't speak French. Neither do I, so i got to do my best with this one. He's almost genius. The good thing is, the question's about wrestling, so some of the words don't actually change. Uh, okay. So the question is... Funny. Let me do my best French accent as I uh, dummy my way through French. Hey, wait, hey, you know what you got to do? you got to channel your inner Jean Girard. We have yeah. the socialism and the menage toi. Yeah, I'll just say, menage toi, menage toi, undertaker. <laughs> Okay. The actual question is: All right, let's go. With that. Quel championnat the Undertaker at Il Rampart a Vengeance 2001? And the options oh. are: Okay. Poids Lord. B Intercontinental or C Hardcore. Those two options didn't change. <laughs> okay, so the Undertaker <laughs> fought Rob Van Dam at Vengeance 2001 for the Hardcore Championship, and he beat him choke slam off the ring. So Hardcore. You're going for hardcore. See, it's easy to work out when you see some of the words. The answer is hardcore, yes. The question was, which championship did The Undertaker win at Vengeance 2001? Um, a, option A, Poids Lord, is the only one I translated, and it's French for heavyweight. Okay. Well, <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. So, <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're forgetting... Like, that sounds like it's heavyweight. You're forgetting the best part, besides Undertaker choke slamming him off the uh, off the stage for the win. You forgot about the best part of The Undertaker, Rob Van Dam, Hardcore Match of Vengeance. Do you remember the best part? Yeah, he cut his hair short and it freaked me out. No. Do you remember the part that happened in the crowd? Oh, was that the one where about his mother? No. So, oh. so he's, he's fighting RVD in the crowd and they're all chanting for RVD in the background. Undertaker looks back and he goes, Yeah, RVD's getting his ass kicked! <laughs> I, I thought you meant the one where somebody yelled at Taker that Undertaker, you suck, and he says something like, your mom sucks. No, he, no that's not what he said. Hold on, if you're going to get it right, he's like, if you sleep with your sister, say what? What? Exactly. <laughs> that was uh, okay. Um, so, Moses, you get Naturu Strucker, which is Nature Boy in Icelandic. Ah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Sounds difficult, probably isn't really when you see the options, so... Oh boy, oh boy. Some of these don't even look like letters. <laughs> this question in Icelandic is... Sem Gerdi Ric Flair Face e Siasta Paiti WCW Nitro And the options are... And again, only one of them has changed. A. Stinger B. Bret Hart or C. Scott Steiner 
sorry. I'm so motherfucking lost. <laughs> All right, let me try and do this again. Sem Gerdi Ric Flair. Face e siesta Paiti WCW Nitro. Stinger, Bret Hart, or Scott Steiner? I think you're talking about the finale, and I'm going to go with Sting. All right. The actual question is, who did Ric Flair face on the final episode of WCW Nitro? Okay. And, of course, it was Sting. Or Stinger. Yeah. I was laughing as soon as you said Stinger. That made me laugh in that language. Oh, man. Yeah. That- That's a fun round. It's not so much fun for me. But it's fun for everybody else to try and work you it out. You know what? Now that you say that, I can only imagine how that round would go while dudes are on video. Can you yeah. imagine the facial expressions? Like, we had fucking Chad. Chad killed it last time. Like, you, every, he would get fucking weirded out by other people's questions. His face would just throw you off. And it's like, yeah. imagine him having to listen to somebody else's, some, some other language. Jeez. Ugh. You bring it back memory now, too, because I know, Mo, you're going to review it when you get to a one but Sting and Flair on the last Nitro, not one of their best matches, and they'll say it, and the match was only, like, nine minutes, which was, you know, just, well, the build-up when he's, like, surprise, surprise, when they're doing it on Nitro, Sting, the build-up was great, but the actual match was not the best. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Only nine minutes, but, you know, hey, final Nitro, and then they embraced, which was nice. Yeah, I guess it was like, fuck it, last night, don't care. Flair didn't even want to be there, and he'll admit it. You can tell by his whole facial expression throughout the match and throughout the night. Yeah. Where were you when CM Punk returned to pro wrestling? Where were you? When Cena and Reigns came face to face. Where were you? When Hangman won the gold. Where were you? When Becky Lynch shocked the world. Where were you? For the budget cuts. Max Rassen presents the Maxis Awards 2021, December 26. Where will you be? Fifth annual Maxis Awards are coming in just over two weeks. Uh, you can decide wrestlers of the year, match of the year, pay-per-view of the year, and so much more. Go to maxwrestling.net slash maxis right now to vote. You have one week left to vote. Vote closes next week um, because we're obviously going to be recording a little bit of the Maxis as we go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't forget, there's championships on the line too. Uh, Moses defends the television championship for the first time, and you get to choose the opponents, the challenger, whether it be Chad Malcolm, the Phoenix, or Travis Anderson as his opponents. And speaking of the Phoenix, he also defends the Knowledge Championship, and again, the challenger is up to you people. You get to choose between Chad Malcolm again, Daniel Crimmins, or Ryan Sutcliffe. And finally, the World Championship is on the line as current champion Chad Malcolm defends against Mike. And you guys get to decide what type of trivia it will be. Uh, if you don't know, there is a match types tab on the website that explains uh, the differences. The options are, of course, quick fire, 
three stages of knowledge or full trivia mayhem. Ooh, which okay. may now even include Ring of Spiel because it seems to go so well. <laughs> you hey, can Hey, I'm, work, bro. I'm looking forward to it. I think the thing, I, I, what was funny about the last time we did for the world title, like Phoenix and I have always had that, like we one up each other and he got me by one the last time. So I'm looking forward to having some fun with Chatteroonie, Chadster, if you will, going into it for the world title, man. All I need is that, the TV title, you, I'm looking at you, Moses Marquez, and some ah. more. Ah! Well, I mean, be good. that would be a double grand slam. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, you only really need the world for the old format, the world hey, for the uh, grand slam. I just want some gold around my waist. <laughs> I just want the gold. gold. I love gold. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, go to, again, maxwrestling.net slash maxis to vote. And, of course, also don't all, also remember the uh, the McMahon Award for Wanker of the Year. Much coveted time of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, we already know who the Wanker of the Year is. So. Oh, yeah. The initials are NK. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I also got something to say about Chad really quickly. All right. Can I just say he is probably, and just because when he won the title when I was there for Promo Slam and just watching how he just took a guess on Diva Dodgeball at SummerSlam 2004, that is probably one of the most unconfident world champs I've ever seen in my damn life. And I love you, Chad, to death. But just after that answer and all that just still makes me laugh because he's like, uh, you know what he did? He pulled a friggin' um, Ron Burgundy, you know, reading the teleprompter in friggin' Anchorman. I'm Ron Burgundy? I'm the world champion. <laughs> fish. I'm talking to you, Chad. You probably ever never seen that movie. <laughs> he he is, he is a very lucky competitor when it comes to trivia. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alright, so Dynamite last night. Um, it's in Long Island. So we kick off the show with MJF's music. Out comes CM Punk. Two booze. Oh, a a tirade. A, a, a tsunami of booze. Um, I never thought there would be any anywhere that was loyal to MJF. Not even his not even his parents are loyal to MJF. But you disrespect MJF in Long Island, you're getting booed. Speaking as a Long Islander, I can absolutely attest to those people in the arena doing exactly that. Because when you're Long Island, when you represent Strong Island, it's the passion, it's the determination. It's you rep the city that is Long Island, the L.I. baby. It's not just for Zack Ryder, it's for that son of a gun, MJF, who is probably one of the hottest commodities of Long Island, if you will, man. He's from the plain to the view, plain view, baby boo. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't even go heel on them when he came out for his match. He just soaked it all in, which is very out of character um like mjf is like the ultimate heel you would think he would still shit on his hometown but um Are you kidding me this guy was fucking crying bro yeah. <laughs> but um okay yeah. so hold on i gotta I, I don't mean to interrupt you i gotta ask mike mike besides the fucking islanders who do you got like okay so in long island because i know that there's a thing in new york like i guess if you're manhattan you you do uh uh, with it, no, not Manhattan. I guess if it's Upper East Side or whatever, you're a Mets fan. If you're fucking uh, from like the Bronx, you're a Yankees fan. Where do the fucking where does Long Island land in that? So for Long Island, uh, well, I'll, I can speak for Steve, uh, Mr. <laughs> Nickerfoot. There, Steve, there you go. <laughs> Steve is the, well, hockey. Steve is the biggest Islanders fan. If you're Long Island for hockey, you are New York Islanders. Oh. If if you are in the city, you are New York Rangers. And the Islanders and the Rangers have that, even though it mm-hmm. is. New York, New York City is more like Queens. That's Rangers, Long Island, everything. New York Islanders. So, 
that's the thing there. With the Yankees and the Mets, I can say, speaking for Steve, like if you're Queens or something, the Bronx is the Yankees and, you know, Long Island, Queens, that's more the Mets. So if you're on Long Island and you're a baseball fan, you go for the Mets. But if you're more towards like the city with the Bronx, like you mentioned, that's more Yankees. I know. I know. So the Jets, I, I could throw the Jets in there, too. You the goddamn Jets. I don't, I don't understand. Why the fuck? Why the fuck MJ or fucking CM Punk didn't like go after like the Jets, too? Like, come on, bro. It, they're sitting right there. They're sitting ducks. That's they will get it. You know, it's fucking the Long Island. It's the Long Islanders. I'm not tripping. The Islanders will always get that, you know, that heat for, you know what I'm saying? Because I'll be honest with you, and not the Islanders, and I kid Steve with this because he likes to take jabs <laughs> and he's that son of a bitch. He, the New York Islanders and the New York Rangers, as far as the hockey standpoint, the New York Rangers have not won a Stanley Cup since 1994. The New York Islanders haven't won anything since like the early 80s. And I'm like, you mean, and they may, and I said to him, I said, here's the problem with the New York Islanders. Every time they go for the Stanley Cup, they choke. And they haven't won a Stanley Cup in like 30-some years. They can try and try as much as you want. You can chant those yes chants because you love it so much. They ain't going to win. And then they'll tell me to go shut up, and then he'll growl at me, which is the most funniest thing ever. I've never seen a grown man growl after some his team loses. It's hilarious. He girded me, and I will still never forget that. Well, he, he's my, he, he also probably directed his jabs at the Islanders because Punk is all about hockey. Oh, he's a huge hockey fan. Um, I know Steve isn't a huge wrestling fan, but you need to show him that CM Punk promo. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely will. Well, no, he saw it too. I think the New Day did it one time, and he's like, "Oh, so they're so they're bad mouthing New York Islanders," and they think Elias did it too. And he's like, "Yeah, that's what it is." If you're if you're at the Coliseum or Long Island, the top team to go after is the Islanders, not even the goddamn Jets. And if you're in New York, like Madison Square Garden, like the big one to go after is the New York Knickerbockers. And I yeah, love me Knicks. Yes, and I love me the New York Knickerbockers, but they have not been the same since you know many and many a years now, man. And I and it's and it's as a Knicks fan and as a basketball fan, it's sad, and I don't want to feel sad. So let me get glad and let's talk some more. You did. Yeah. So, um, Punk just continues to take shots at the Islanders, gets booed and booed and booed and booed and booed, and he keeps asking like MJF, "This is your guy." Um, he formally challenged MJF to a match, but didn't specify when. I'm, I'm, I guess we're all assuming it's going to be Revolution. Um, so we're immediately following this segment, we get the Di- Dynamite Diamond Ring match, which ends up with Dante screwing over Team Taz. Great, greatest thing about it was Taz's reaction. I love Taz being on commentary when anything negative happens to Team Taz. It's because he gets so outraged. <laughs> send Hook. Yeah, they've actually turned Send Hook into it. a thing. Like Taz's big announcement. Finally Next week, it. we're going to send Hook. About time. Punk, Punk's just sitting in the back like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome for the t-shirt. I, I would not be surprised if like that was literally like what happened. Like When when the show was over, Punk's just standing there by his locker. Yeah. You're welcome. Like, yeah, fuck you, Punk. Oh, Punk's just standing there with his hand ready for the royalties. It's just, you let me know when the shirt merch comes in. <laughs> it's so funny just because, and first of all, we've not seen Hook wrestle at all, hence send Hook. But God man, I'm curious to see how he does, man. I'm looking forward to seeing Hook. Send Hook. He's he just like a, a slightly bigger Marco stunt. Yeah, I can see that. Slightly bigger Marco stunt. <laughs> As long as he's not like David Flair, because there have been some many second generations. I mean, mm-hmm. Richie Steamboat, Ricky Steamboat, Richie Steamboat was not terrible. David Flair sucked. 
Um, David San Martino, Bruno San Martino's son. Yeah. Son. yeah. It, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the legacy. Like, if the legacy is too big, you, you ain't going to do very well. Like, we had Ted DiBiase, too. Um, yeah. I mean, The Rock did great because, I mean, Rocky Johnson was big. High Chief was big. But The Rock became fucking huge. Huge, this guy. Huge. Um, Both figuratively and uh, promotionally. Yes. yes. So uh, next week, next week, we have Dante versus MGF for the for the ring. Um, so after the match, we get a little beat down. And one little thing annoyed me about it. It was like MJF teasing, you know, should I go and save Dante or not? He runs down. We all know he's going to jump on the guy. Yes, he's enjoying the hometown love, but he's still a dick. <laughs> he ain't going to do the right thing. Of course not. Are you kidding me? You know who we're talking about here? And then Punk comes to make the save and he gets booed again. <laughs> again, like I kept saying all night long in the TSK, I cannot believe, like, this is the first real show that, like, Punk was getting booed. And it's like, and you can tell people are, like, doing it because they don't really want to boo him. But they're just like, yeah, if well, I can. Yeah, he was getting booed, but he was also getting CM Punk chance. There was a bit of a mixed exactly. reaction there. They're like, he's disrespecting New York, but I love the guy. <laughs> he's real cool he's really talking shit about my favorite hockey team but I love CM Punk <laughs> I embarrassed the shit out of him well hey the New York Islanders fans last thing I'll say about them they're happy that they're in that new arena too as well because I mean the Nassau Coliseum and as someone who's been to the Nassau Coliseum all his life my first wrestling event was at the Nassau Coliseum it's a fucking dump to put it bluntly it's a fucking dump so instead of having that Instead of having, you know, freaking make it over and do shit, just they got this new arena. It's built. It's good. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to travel as much from where that is located as opposed to the Barclays Center. So, I mean, hey, you got something even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, speaking of getting booed, uh, on, on Christmas Day, we got Cody Rhodes versus... On Christmas Day. Why, why, why Christmas Day? Because Christmas Day. It's on a Saturday, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because Maxie's is on the twenty sixth, and that's on a Sunday. I don't. I don't know. Fucking goddamn Cody Rhodes. That's why. Fucking son oh, of a bitch. Wait, can I? Can I? Can I make a comment about Cody? Because I forgot that I wasn't on last week. Can I say it just because? All right, I'm gonna say. Sure. It. Yeah. Cody Rhodes is a dumb fucker, <laughs> and um, this dumb fucker. I'm quoting you, Moses Marquez. So. So he fucking takes the bump in the fire. And people were starting saying that it was better than Edge and Foley. For those people, you can fuck off, come back and fuck off right again. So I know they said the reminiscent of ECW. Think of like the chair swinging freaks, Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten against the Dudleys, and Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman against the Dudleys one night stand. But at the same time, he did not need to take that bump. There was not that much of a story to it, and he did it on a regular-ass fucking dynamite, and it just... He only did it because, hey, the fans are booing me. How can I have them not boo me? I'm going to do this... You know, I'm going to take a spot in the fire. I'm going to pin him on fire. A ring of fire. We didn't start the fire. Billy Joel. It's one of those things where I look at it from a stance, too, as well. You look at the bill with Edge and Mick Foley, right? You know, he feels that he was screwed. Mick Foley gets this big WrestleMania moment, and it ends with Edge and Mick Foley. There's nuances. There's stories. There's layers upon layers upon layers. Cody Andrade, it's like, I'm over here. I'm over there. Let's have a match. And then we did that bullshit. So, I mean, it was unnecessary. It was not a fit. I thought he was done. Then we did that bullshit. He didn't have to do it. Um, And if if Brandy hadn't covered the whole thing in, like, a liter of 
fluid. It probably wouldn't have blown up as that, much. Okay, but that was that's the thing that I'm telling you. Did yeah. The, well, you know what? The bump. You're absolutely right. Didn't really need to happen. Um, but that was my whole thing too. Is like you got this freaking chick. She has no idea what the hell she's doing. She's like, let me just bring a gas can out here and fucking. And of course, it's gonna burn forever. And then yeah, you're Cody. Like I, I don't know. I guess he was cold or something because he's just gonna hang out in this fire. Oh, I'm on fire. And it was just. His back was peeling was, before was, too, and it's now a question yeah. of like, was that something to so, protect his back from the? Flames? I was just gonna say there are people telling me, well, that was for protection. I'm like, what? What? Yep. He looked like he just got sunburnt. No, they they did. He rubbed the anti whatever it is on him that they put on the back, so you know. But then that shit fucking came off as he's fucking wrestling this long ass match, and then he freaking got burnt to a fucking crisp. But I also look at it from a stance too as well. That is the other reason why they booed them because here comes Brandy Rhodes as a relevant ass out here to light that bullshit out there, and nobody wants to see Brandy Rhodes. And here's what they're gonna do: they're gonna friggin' do the next season of the what the hell's the name of that? Rhodes to the top. I hate it so. So that's the less famous Miz and Misses. So that will be the pilot. They're gonna friggin' show this match, and guarantee that'll be the first episode of "I'm back, I'm Brandy, and look at me." And then just it's just ridiculous. So yeah, they're probably gonna highlight that on the pilot of season two. Honestly, I, I didn't have a problem with her popping up. I thought it was nice to see her just like show up randomly to set the table on fire. The problem is, it wasn't set on fire properly. It was overset on fire. Like you want a little fire, you don't want a towering fucking inferno. Right. No, she didn't I- give a shit. Oh, but then I got pissed because then I saw she was wrestling on Dark like right after that, and I'm like, oh no! Oh, now she's she getting back in the ring. I'm like, oh no! Oh no! 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 Oh, no! No! Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, if if the table w- wasn't uh, an inferno, it probably would have been a slightly cooler spot. But like again, Andrade's face was in there, but Cody took the brunt of it, and like he he's still like half burnt this week. So uh, anyway. Back to the point, he's challenging Sammy Guevara for the TNT title next week. Not next week, um, Christmas Day. So, Christmas Day. I actually figured out why Rampage is on Christmas Day. Because they're taping it on the Wednesday and they don't want people up at ass o'clock to watch Rampage on Christmas Eve. Because, I don't know. Because it's Christmas Eve. Because you, it's it, it's a uh, it, uh, fucking Uncle Dave would say this all the time. Christmas and wrestling are like they go peas in the pod. <laughs> like it's been going on since the twentieth. I swear it probably has been. So I mean, whatever. Fuck it. Oh wait, you want to know why? I know why now. Because all day Christmas Eve. Fucking TNT and TBS or TNT shows um the Christmas story. Right, yeah. That's what it is. You shoot your eye out, kid. Flood them. Yeah, yeah, there they go. Friggin' sticking his tongue up in there on the friggin' pole, man. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, they also have that, and they have the friggin' marathons of Elf now. I mean, they have Elf and a Christmas story, so you have the two marathons. I don't mind Elf. When when uh when it's a Wonderful Life usually on. I don't know. That's like it's normally on like USA and it's normally Christmas Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you'll see Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I gotta say, and I love Freeform, but how many times do I gotta watch Home Alone Two: Lost in New York? That's what I'm. They're already playing. Times we put it on, pal. I I now be honest. The first two were my jam, but then once we get to hey. Alex D. Lynch and Home Alone Three, I'm done. Go ahead. We're on Christmas season, in in cinemas. Like for the last two weeks, we've been showing Home Alone, Elf, 
And the greatest one of all time, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh, but... yeah. <laughs> By the way, what's this new friggin' Home Alone with this like chubby little like? It's British... don't. It's don't the even, NX, It's don't. the NXT 2.0 of Home Alone. What? It's fucking I... worse than that. Don't <laughs> even. Did you watch it? No. No, but I've seen literally the trailer and was like, this is the hottest garbage I've I, ever seen. I stopped watching Home Alone after number four. I didn't even watch number four. You don't. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> is that the one with um, don't French do Stewart? It. Is that the one with French Stewart? Was French Stewart in that one? Yeah, they, they got this little kid who I don't know what the hell his name is. They recast him as Kevin. Little son bitch. Even though he looked a lot, he, he looked younger than Macaulay in the first fucking Home Alone, but he's supposed to be an older Kevin. Oh God! Like no. Sure. The only reason I also know French Stewart as well because, like, when I was growing up in the Disney Channel in the '90s, like the first Inspector Gadget. Did you see the first one, Matthew Broderick and yeah, Rupert Everett? Yeah. Quality oh. shit right there, boy. I tell you what. Then they get to the second one, and it just absolutely sucks. And a lot of people well, don't remember the second one, rightfully so, because it was terrible. Friend. It's like when they had the mask, and then Jamie Kennedy was in Well, yeah, but that was also during the prime time of, like, here's a hit movie. Okay, well, we waited, like, a, like seven or eight months too long to think about a sequel. Now we're going to bring out a sequel, and this guy's already signed on to three other movies, and we can't get him. And Yeah, no, it's fucking, I hated those times. <laughs> Used to get fucking sequels for the most like a bullshit movie would get a sequel. Like, why in the fuck would I want to see that? The butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher and friggin' Amy Smart got friggin' Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Yes, they had a friggin' direct to DVD um, sequel for the butterfly effect, and it had nothing to do with the first butterfly effect. Ah uh, man, mm-hmm. uh, French Stewart was actually supposed to be Marv. Really? <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. There's only one Marv, and that is Daniel Stern. Yes. Oh, my God. I'd rather watch Daniel Stern and Celtic Pride friggin' again. Whoop, there it is. There it is, Scott, cheering on Damon Wayans, wearing the Utah Jazz jersey, because <laughs> reasons. Oh, man. Just just mm-hmm. stop, Disney, for the love of God. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Trying no. too hard, man. Uh, what, what's the other cool Christmas? Oh, right. Santa's little helper. Mm-hmm. How about Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore? Yes. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and now back to wrestling. You know, I mean, obviously we're going to get the the stupid, what's it called, the the street fight at some point on Raw where they have, like, chairs 34th. and Christmas yeah, presents miracle. and shit. Yep. Miracle on 34th, baby. That's the one. Miracle on 34th street fight. They did one one year with... <laughs> David Otunga. It made no sense, but we had one with Randy Orton and David Otunga one year. I don't think anything will ever top the look on John Cena's face when he opened the present and pulled out a steel chair. Yes. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh my god, an acting career. That didn't take 20 years to take off. See, that will always make me laugh because he's starting to realize how Rock's schedule is freaking awesome. Because John was always about, oh, I'm here all the time. I never give up. Jack, I'm always here. And then freaking he's in the movies. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Dwayne, I guess, had a point about that movie career, huh? And in all fairness, he ain't doing too bad. Not at all. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't think he's uh, working quite as hard as The Rock, who no. uh, can't, no. even, can't even show up for his own 25th anniversary. By the way, I had something to say about uh, Cody there. I'm, okay. Oh, yeah. T-Pain, of course, was in the frigging crowd because, you know, frigging the go, big, go Home Show or Go Big Home, whatever the fuck it is that he's also on. Go yeah. Home and Big Gip, you got it. 
Uh, just, Go home just, and get big. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a T-Pain fan. I love me some Bartender. I love me some, you know, I'm Sprung and that stuff. Ooh, if you're looking for me. Yep. But the thing... But still, at the same time, it's like, why? You know what I'm saying? It's like when Rosario Dawson was there. You know what I'm saying? we got to keep putting up these people, man. These people. All these people. Uh, you know, the great thing about Cody's gimmick is that he's obviously slowly turning heel while saying he's never going to turn heel. And I think the great thing would be if oh, he was... Oh, yeah, he fucking tried to go through the heel inch exit. Yes, that was such a tease. Um... Laugh so hard. I love Sammy Guevara as TNT champion, but I think it would be so funny if Cody uh, took the TNT title and then people are like, you fucking ruined Christmas. (laughs) You're the ultimate heel. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. That, nope, now it needs to happen. Now I don't, I don't care if Sammy wins. It, nope, it needs to happen. And I, so I, just so I can get Fuego on BTE to yell, you ruined Christmas. (laughs) Yes. What the fuck is Sammy's number? I'm texting him right now. Or even, let's get let's get JBL, because uh, I always remember oh, when they used to do the recap shows, and like there was one when they were talking about the Miz, and JBL just said, "Miz, I hate you. I hope your Christmas is terrible." Yes. Remember that? Uh, was that like bite this or one of those things? Yeah. yeah buddy. One of those stupid recap shows. What was it, like 2000? Wow. Whatever. Four year in advance or whatever year year in year in review or whatever the hell it was. Those, I mean, 2004, you had Ivory and Todd Grisham hosting the WWE Experience. Josh Matthews was hosting the Bottom Line. They had Afterburn. They had friggin' Todd Grisham hosting that stupid ass fantasy sports every week, and I remember watching that. And I'm just like, yeah, because WWE fans want to enter in a fantasy sports league with you can have your favorite superstars because they want to act like it's fucking football. And I'm like, nobody cares about this bullshit. You know, it was cool. Um, XS with Trish and Coach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I mean, basically just more Trish. It was cool, but. <laughs> hey, we got Lita with Coach on Heat for a little bit when she hurt her neck. Yes. And we also got Lita on Bite This, which didn't really go very well. Oh, they talk about that on the Ruthless Aggression everything. They talked about Bite This. They talked about Stone Cold pretty much saying that the product is piss poor. What? Before he walked out and they showed all that good stuff with Bite This and JBL. No, here's the thing. Goddamn Bruce Pritchard. He's on there. He's like, well, I hate it about this because, you know, you're, you're not going to have that sense of reality because one guy, he's on TV and he's acting a heel and then he's acting like a nice guy on here. JBL's talking about John Cena on by this, talking about how he's a great athlete and he's awesome. And then here is a heel as a heel fighting him and all this good stuff. It's like, so needless to say, I hated the show, you know, in that Bruce Pritchard way. I love you. I love you. I hated the show. <laughs> yep, that's what everybody would say. It. He hated like this. He hated the whole thing about it because it blurred the lines. Right. Um, so also on AEW, uh, Rio and Jamie Hader didn't really go Banger. Britt Baker's way. Banger. Bro, why these ladies had to go so hard? Right. <laughs> why? Why they like? Why? Why they? Why? Like they went too hard. Like, this is probably the best I've ever seen Jamie Hayter. Like, I mean, I haven't seen much of her, so I apologize because I'm already like, there's somebody, like, already yelling at me. (laughs) Whatever, bro. I haven't seen a lot of her. And what I have seen of her has not been very good. This was very good. Very good. Yeah. Riho is a fucking stud. This was, like, Jamie's first uh, chance to kind of spread her wings. It was a breakthrough match for her. 
Yeah. Good shit. Um, also, wait a minute. I have to also correct Moses for a second because you said somebody would be yelling her. That would be a her because Ella J, if you guys follow her on Twitter, yeah. she loves her some Jimmy Hater. That's the queen for her, man. She loves her some Jimmy Oh, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not trying to – I'm not – nobody's doing nothing. I'm just – this is – the. She's gotten. She's been. I don't want to say green. She just something's missing with her for the first couple of times I've seen her. She did real good in this one. I'm not gonna give it all to Riho, but I mean it was still real good. So don't take nothing bad from it. Good job. Yeah. Uh, and as far as the TBS title goes, uh, we now know the two semifinals, which take place. I don't know when. When's the dates? Fucking shit. It's got to be sometime in the next two weeks because the final is obviously January 5th. But, uh, anyway. It's not how you spell It's It's <clears> fun. <throat> yeah, they don't have the dates on Wikipedia. It just says semifinals. It says okay. January the 5th. Yeah, oh, that's, for that's the, the final. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I don't know what the dates are for the semifinals. Um, Probably I'm, winners. Or win, uh, winners, winners coming. coming. Oh, oh, oh. oh, no, never mind. Just, you're right. Semifinals. Fucking Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay. so, so, I, love I look up winter's coming 2021 and it's like uh the olympics no damn it oh aw god damn it so <laughs> thunder rosa and jade cargill and thunder rosa and ruby soho um what i could see here is guys because if you remember from the casino battle royale which ruby soho won i can see them doing like a rematch kind of thing like since ruby and thunder were the final two they can have ruby and thunder go for the title but I think they're gonna go with Jade because they're pushing the fuck yeah. out of Jade. Uh, yeah, we've been saying that for a couple of weeks. It's got to be Jade and Ruby, and it's obviously gonna be Jade winning because they they're using this tournament to showcase her more than anybody else. I think. And I, as for she Ruby, still... she's got her own issues outside of the tournament. Mhm. Mhm. By the way, Jade Cargill still sucks, and I'm still yeah. I watch her every. I know she fought, um, what's her face, Janai Kai, who was on Ring of Honor and stuff, Thunder Rose's, uh, like, protege. So I'm going to say right now, quick squash, good, because I didn't have to see any more Jade Cargill in the ring, but she still sucks, man. And I and I hate to say that, because she has a, we've said, nice belt stature doesn't mean that you can work. And she still sucks. Do you guys still think she sucks, or am I all alone? Oh, on that? oh you're not alone. Why would I think any different? <laughs> okay, God, I was about to say, because like I said, I, I... As Michael once said, Michael, you are not alone. You were not alone. <laughs> Friggin, don't, don't get me started. I love that damn song. <laughs> I am here with you. All right. We, lo- we lost him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I was like, what? Okay, so I'm looking at a preview, and it says, um, additionally to next the next TBS Women's Championship tournament bout, which was announced for the show next week. It doesn't specify which one. Uh, we also, of course, have a little bit of a blood feud between Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. Okay, all right, okay. I'm trying to remember where this feud really took off. Like, I'm sure one of them just jumped the other one. Uh, Pass. <laughs> yeah, that's fuck. I think I think he was in the first round. Um, Sheeta beat Serena Deeb and Deeb just lost her shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The giant upset to start it all. Yeah. So, uh, it's look, it's looking like we're at least going to get Thunder Rosa and Jade, um, next week. And then maybe, 
Nyla and Ruby on Rampage? Yeah. Because Winter is coming as both nights. They're taping Rampage the same night. So that would make sense. Good for them. Yeah. (laughs) Do it, Brad. (sighs) Okay. And finally, uh, I nearly said it. Brian Danielson, be dry, uh, continues his run through of the Dark Order. This time with Johnny Hungy. All right. I got to speak as, again, fellow Long Islander and John Silvers from Long Islander. I have seen this dude wrestle with Alex Reynolds as a part of the Beaver Boys at the NYWC, the New York Wrestling Connection. Him just being number one John Silver in that building and just him just killing it on the Northeast Independent Wrestling Circuit to where he is at AEW, wrestling Brian Danielson. Dude doesn't get enough credit. I know people think he's entertaining with the Johnny Hungy stuff, but that dude is a brick shit house for his size. So strong. I'm very happy to see him get that main event push right there in Long Island against Brian Danielson. He really held his own. Yeah. And, uh, zones an understatement. Johnny Hungy can go. I've said that a plenty. He is a, a, a favorite of mine. I enjoy him, but goddamn, be dry. Fucking okay. If he's not stomping dudes' heads in, he fucking spiked the shit out of poor fucking Johnny with this goddamn pile driver. Knocked his ass loopy. Mm-hmm. He fucking refs like he's out, dude. He's fucking out. I'm yelling at you. He's out. Like fucking get the fuck off of him. But he wouldn't do it because he's a madman. He's back to being Brian Danielson, Ring of Honor champion, the bouts with Nigel, the bouts with Takeshi Morishima. He's back to being that American dragon. Which is great. Just don't headbutt nobody. Yes. And don't get a detached retina. Oh, hurt. Yeah. That still gets me to this day, that detached retina. No gratis. People can't see this because it's audio only, but uh, Mike has his camera on and the cat's just showing his ass to the camera right now. I'm going to get him. All right. <laughs> cat's like, oh, let's go. What's up? I heard world-class podcast. I'm in here. Yo, what do you mean? He's at. World-class fucking podcast. Here's the ass. There you go, baby. It's a cat's ass. The cat, bow, the cat walked in was like, I heard cats get millions of views on YouTube. How about this? I'm the cat's ass. <laughs> Mr. We have cat's ass. We got Mr. McMahon in his ass. Oh, God, we got a lot of ass. I like to love him. I want to kick him. All right. Let's really quick with Billy Gunn also. What was a better theme song? The Ass Man or the one? You know, I got it all. Oh, Ass Man all day. Ass Man all day. Same. Even though the other one was not bad, but still, the ass man cannot be. No, it was it was a cool song for his new gimmick, his new attitude, whatever. But ass man was just icing on the cake. Where the money was at, yeah. And it, and the shortest tag team ever that he had with built with the Big Show, and they were the Gun Show during Ouch. the agents. The Gun Show. I remember this. getting SmackDown just bring it, and I saw them as a tag team, and I'm like, wait a minute, when the fuck did this happen? I'm like, oh yeah, the invasion, gun show, baby, gun show. This guy, how many tag teams can you make with the word gun? Well, his move was called the Gun Stinger at one point in like 2004, when he started doing that. You know that he got him in like a side slam, and then he spins around into like a tilted like power slam kind of deal. Oh yeah, Gun Stinger. <laughs> All right, well, as people can probably hear, my boiler's warming up, so this is kind of reminiscent of when Andre Corbeil's furnace was about to blow up on the show. So let's wrap this up. Here. <laughs> um, let's first go to the Geek of the Week. 
Axel Neck Geek, gritty freak, scum sucking head with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Fucking Duke Hudson, repeat offender. I think it was, <laughs> no, was it was it last week? Andre no, Chase. Chase fucking, Andre Chase, that fucking guy last week. So goddamn Duke Hudson this week. First off, like this happens. I, I shouldn't really make you the geek of the week, but the reality is, is you came out looking like fucking Jake Paul's wannabe twin, that fucking stupid-ass wig on your head. You lost. Your head got shaved. Did, 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 did. Get over it. Like, that thing killed me. Uh, he's... I mean, I I, I want to give him props because, like I said, that was probably my favorite match of the whole. Uh, I don't even. I was about to call him Takeover. I had to stop myself. Of the whole little uh, special, but he is still bona fide absolute geek. Pencil it up for geek. another week. The wig kind of reminded me of the Kurt Angle wig. <laughs> Again, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, it wasn't necessarily like the Molly Holly wig, you know what I'm saying? Molly's was uh, not as bad as not as Kurt's, but yeah, well, I, would, I would put up the Kurt one. At least it wasn't Vince's do rag. Okay, first and foremost, oh, man, the, who's for the uh-huh. I love do I love do rag Vince. You can't tell me otherwise, because he's freaking going up to John C and HBK. What you talking about? My brother's crime time. Peace out, my brothers. Wow. And then John C's face, freaking, he's finally lost it. And this was months after he was on Survivor Series. What's up, boss? Keep, keep it up, my N-word, mm-hmm. Booker T. And that that era of Vince just didn't give a shit. No, that friggin' oh, No, he fuck. thought he was over. What do you mean he didn't give a shit? He's like, watch me get over with these kids. <laughs> no, motherfucker. No. <laughs> well, Christ, <clears throat> was the big thing. And friggin' he's wearing a do-rag. You know, everybody's got the do-rag, so I'm gonna say peace out, my brothers. And I'm gonna say the champ is here and do my Vince face. You know, so it's just, you know. It, it, it was terrible, but funny at the same time. <laughs> Hey, they brought in Kevin Federline at the beginning of that year oh, to beat John. God, yeah. Oh, why you got to bring that back up? The for Cena K Fed feud. Wow. If you wasn't around, I'd be spearing Brittany. Oh, yes. That was amazing. Right? But at the same time, at least but, but what they said like later on, like they did talk about how K Fed did have a lot of respect and he was very cordial to everybody. So at least he didn't phone it in like that goddamn son of a bitch, Jeremy Piven, who I can't stand, <laughs> Dr. Fucking Ken. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of celebrities that they've had that friggin' have phoned it in that just suck. But Bob yeah. Barker will always be my favorite guest host just because of him and Chris Jericho. My favorite was Ozzy and Sharon, guest host in Raw, and Sharon had to Sharon. remind Ozzy of what match he was booking. Yes, that too. <laughs> We're going to have Chris Jericho versus Big Show. <laughs> Love you, Ozzy. Oh. Man, bro. Um, okay, as Mike is with us, I will let you also choose a wrestler of the week, so let's hit the music. Okay, this is a tough one, man, because, alright, you know, I'm going to just say it just because I really enjoyed the main event this week. And, I mean, Raw, I did enjoy Biggie and other doing stuff with Bobby Lashley. And the main event with Becky and Liv pissed me off, but it was still 
like I said, I understand the storytelling, but just because of the hard work and the hometown boy that he is, I got to give it to Johnny Hungy, Brian Danielson, man. So that's a toss-up between the two because it does take two to tango, and that was a damn good match. So I'll probably go with B-Dry. All right. Um, you know what? I did really want to give it to Liv Morgan, but um, Russell of the Week I'm talking about. And... Uh... <laughs> Oh, I was about to say, I was like, shit, you me too, goddammit. Um, I think I I think I picked her as Wrestle of the Week very recently. Uh, so I'm just gonna go with somebody else who also put in a hell of a performance this week. Uh and that being Jamie Hater. Yes. Yeah. By the way, I had flashbacks when you said, you know, I want to give it to Liv Morgan because it reminded me of Mr. Woodcock with Ethan Suppley <laughs> and friggin' Sean Scott and Billy Bob Thornton. He goes <laughs> You want a slice on the house? No, thanks. I'm good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to eat either. Wilcock was giving it to my mom. Fucking <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, the things that come out of your mouth when you don't think. Right, though? Good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your week is complete. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on social media. Thank you to everybody, as always, on SoundCloud. Keep those uh, downloads, plays coming. And, of course, our website, as always, is maxwrestling.net. Don't forget to go vote for the Maxis. you got one week left. Uh, you can follow us on social media at thecaptain512 and at smrpodnet. And this week at smcl92. Did you combine my two Twitters at smcl92? smcl92. <laughs> it's mcl92, people. Uh, and for old time's sake, who you been talking to? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, first and foremost, since I haven't been on the show to talk about it, guys, go check out LFC 35 Booty Camp 3D. Yours truly ring announcing. Dazzy telling me I'm looking buffer than the referee. Thank you, Dazzarino. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got to see the photos because it is very funny. Oh, yep. Referee looked like a child. <laughs> he stood next to Mike. He's very, very short. I will say this, but he's a hell of a guy. Shout out to Coach Remy. So you guys can check out LSC 35 Booty Camp 3D. Main evented by the first ever Lucha Landre, La Scorpia versus Volcana. And Volcana did an amazing job, much did La Scorpia. The whole event was fun from top to bottom. It was great to meet my peers finally in person. So you guys can check it out, stevenmikeshow.com, SMshow1 or SMCL92, as Dazzy so eloquently put it there together, at MCL92. Instagram is Larkin underscore 92 and MLarkinMB. You guys can check out lingeriefc.com, and there will actually be a new Life of Mike since we are a video. Give me two seconds, guys, because I'm going to promote this. I want. I know this is audio form, but i got to let my brother see this. All right, and while you're doing that, Steve, go listen to CM Punk talk shit about the Islanders. Yeah, do it. Do it right now. He <laughs> can't see it, but I want to show my brothers this. So this box is a representation of a lot of negativity. So what we're going to be talking about in the next episode of a part two is really trusting the process because whatever is around us, it could be in a box, it could be our mindset and our overall individuality. We have to get rid of that negativity and start thinking positively. And I talk about trusting the process and just a lot of great things that really implement a lot of things into our lives and other people's lives. So it's going to be sweet. I look forward to putting that out. So yeah, that's the last thing I want to promote. I was waiting for you to finish that up with some Will Smith. So this is our little boundary box. Are we going to put all that shit in there? How are we going to throw that motherfucker in the ocean? And the only way you can get this back is you got to be motherfucking Jack Cousteau. Yes. <laughs> I was being serious for a minute there, man. You got to get Will Smith off. I love that. Well, I got to bring the fun up because uh, listen up, you pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week.
That's right. So as we've heard, or as it's been uh, put out there, as far as wrestling stuff, Max is the only thing I'm doing uh, probably until 2022 hits. It's just something I got to do. Uh, Bolt Ran has been getting kind of crazy. The end of se- the end of the season is also coming up too. So that's the other, that's the other upside. About four games left in the season. Uh, two episodes had dropped already from last week. Where uh, apparently people are liking more of the rant style. I was having like my notes. I was real professional. We were going down stats. People are just like, bro, yell at the goddamn microphone because that's what I've been doing and it's liking it. So to m- later today drops. The uh, I guess the recap, I'm calling it the recap rant for um, what game did we just win uh, against the Bengals? And then going to be talking preview that drops tomorrow for the Giants. There's a lot to talk about. So many dudes out for the Giants. It's one of those trap games. So we got to talk about that. Uh, other than that, oh, I have been requested and I don't know how, how well this is going to work, but I have been requested to do a New Japan Beginner's Guide considering that Wrestle yeah. Kingdom is one, two, three days. It's going to be on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and a Saturday. Who the fuck signed up for this? I don't know. I did. Let's do this, though. But that's what it's going to be. We're going to get a Beginner's Guide. I might do a review. I don't know. Worst case scenario, I'll cover a bunch of it on here. Oh, well, we yeah. forgot one, man. What's this? Well, first and foremost, man, we're going to do it soon. we got to find the time here because I still want to do it. I put the feelers out there. Mo and I are going to do the first ever Max Wrestling Watch Along, and I made it oh, because, that's right. because it is coming up in January, and we've talked about it many a times on this show, and I did write some notes to build to this. We're going to watch Triple H versus Scott Steiner from the Royal Rumble 2003, one of the worst matches in Royal Rumble history, but my God, what a sight to see. And yes, Scott Steiner was hurt with a foot injury, but holy shit, like not even into like two minutes into the match, they're already chanting Steiner sucks. It's a sight to see. Yeah, I, it, it really isn't. But. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing, dude. Isn't it amazing that if he would have not fucked up that match, and if they wouldn't have, you know, if they would have gone past No Way Out, that that would have been the original WrestleMania match. You would have had the DQ, and then you would have had the Triple H get, probably get the win there, and then they would blow it off at WrestleMania. But then mm. they went the Booker T route. Aren't you happy they went the Booker T route? Somewhat. I'm, kind of? I'm not really happy about Evil One, but okay. <laughs> but I mean, would you Booker T? Should have won number one, but number two at the same time it was all about race. Guys. You, you you say that, and you're absolutely right. But the more shit that comes out of Booker T's mouth these days, the less sorry I feel for him. Oh, okay, well, first of all, I know where you're going with that because I know he said that he, he was pretty much putting over Triple H was a bigger star than CM Punk. Right? Is that the one you're referring to? He he was yeah he was saying Triple H pre marrying Stephanie was a bigger star than CM Punk ever was. Ah. Yeah, well, Booker T is is um, he's a company a boy. He is very much a company boy. Well, uh, we will see you next week. because week. next week winter is coming, uh, so we'll be here for the fallout to winter is coming. Possible huge debut, much like Sting last year. We'll see what happens. We also got uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. Did we talk about the tease of the Bray of the Wyatts? Well, was oh. it a tease? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll I think see. it was, but let that fucking sit in your brains for an entire week, and we'll find yeah. out next week. And then we also got B Dry and uh, Wang Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> good shit. I love that they changed the H on the on the graphic. Great. The best. <laughs> 
So, go watch some wrestling and then come back and listen to us talk about it. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bang. I'm going to play this because I made this, and hopefully we get to use this more, Max. Here we go. So, Take it to the max, baby. How, mu- how much royalties do I got to pay? I don't even know, man. That song's like relatively new. I saw okay. that. I was like, oh, I got to make this, man. This came out in friggin' September of this year. Only It's only like a couple months old. And I saw that. I'm like, I got to make this into a thing. We got to use that, man. Take it to the max. Take it to the max. Bikini oh. contest. No, we still didn't like him then. Miz, <laughs> I hate you. I hope your Christmas is terrible. Oh, he it. What was that from? There it is. I have no idea. I just literally looked it up and <laughs> fucking Michael Cole and JBL bash Miz.